You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. Hello, everybody, and welcome to it. (sighs) We have got a full plate. If we were a uh, Vegas casino buffet, uh, there would be a line a mile long. So uh, a lot of things happening. I do want to mention that uh, every U.S. state is being hit by uh, weather warnings, essentially. Midwest bracing, uh, bracing for a foot of snow. The Northeast prepares for severe storm as temperatures in Montana on the other side of the country plunge to uh, negative 48 degrees. Negative 40, that's the temperature. That's not the feels-like temperature, which uh, some meteorologists use to scare you. Uh, it is the legit temperature is 48 below zero. Uh, blizzards, tornadoes, <laughs> plagues of locusts, <laughs> uh, avalanches and wind alerts have all triggered with one uh, w- one wind alert stretching 2,000 miles from Texas to New England. Heavy snow currently spreading across the Midwest West National Weather Service reporting that uh, two inches of snow fall in every single hour. Wow, two inches an hour. It sounds like something that uh, Hunter Biden would order. Uh, but anyway, forecasters have already warned that areas of Montana are going to be way down below zero forty plus 66 million people under uh, weather alerts across the country, which uh, kind of sucks for all of those people who came to the United States across the southern border because they wanted to escape climate change. Doesn't it, right? I mean, they were coming to the United States because the stuff in their country was so bad because of the climate change. Yeah, sure. You keep telling yourself that. You betcha. And I'm gonna t- I'm gonna say something right now at the beginning of the show <clears throat> that I'm gonna be uh, uh, criticized for. I'm just gonna. Well, I mean, it happens all the time. But but I'm gonna be criticized for this because tomorrow the Chiefs and Dolphins are gonna be playing football in Kansas City, where I call my home, at least currently. And uh, it wind chills as low as minus thirty, dangerously cold weather. And my son asked me if I wanted to go. <laughs> I know, I know, he did. I said, I said, son, unless we're dropped off at the stadium in a limousine, ushered in to the club level where we would enjoy uh, shrimp cocktails and uh, and uh, jalapenos wrapped in bacon. Uh, no, no, I'm not going to go to the football game. No, thank you. I almost sit right here with the old 75-inch big screen in the living room on my couch. Uh, and my, my son is, I guess, going to go. But I have never said this before, ever, ever, ever. But I'm going to tell you, this is a game that either needs to be moved or postponed. I know, I know, I know. You're, you're thinking, no, you're just a wuss. You know, they never, you never can't football game. My wife did that this morning. My wife, like, uh, verbally B-slapped me when I suggested <laughs> when I suggested that they postpone the game or move the game because the wild card game between the Bills and the Steelers could be moved to Cleveland if a state of emergency is declared in New York State with several inches of snow possible. All right, snow is nothing new to Kansas City, nor freezing temperatures. However, did you realize the coldest game on record in the NFL, 1967 NFL Championship, was called the Ice Bowl. Some of you may remember it. I remember it from, you know, 
file footage and documentaries, but that game was played in a negative 13-degree weather when the Packers defeated the Cowboys. Imagine that, the Green Bay Packers beating the Cowboys in really cold weather. <laughs> it's remarkable. Uh, yeah, so that's what they're saying about uh, what's happening in Kansas City. 30 below zero. <clears throat> All right. Nobody should sit outside in 30 below weather. All right, uh, and, and I do not believe that teams are going to be play effectively at 30 degrees below we- uh, weather uh, in a stadium that is exposed. You know, maybe call, call, if you disagree, please call me. I'm ready. I'm ready. 800-922-6680. I'm not going to spend all day on this uh, cold weather and all that, but uh, I just think there's a point where you got to move the game. So there you go. Oh, and then, of course, around the world, because, you know, Davos is happening. Davos is going to be happening. Uh, John Kerry is going to be going over there. He's very concerned about global warming, climate change, ozone hole, acid rain, murder hornets, killer bees. I think that's about it. Very concerned about it. Sea levels rising and then freezing. Russia, Scandinavia experiencing record cold. Northern Sweden, negative 42. Lowest temperature ever recorded in the region. Climate alarmists will insist that 2023 is the hottest record globally. Uh, This is God smacking them in the head and saying, nah, you, you don't know anything. You know, this is every time they have one of these, uh, you know, the climate change summits, it always ends up being the coldest, worst, you know, weather they could possibly imagine, just the opposite of of their predictions, because their predictions are all wrong. So it was global cooling in the 70s, then it was global warming, and then they, you know, because none of us were falling for it and it was all bullcrap, they just decided to call it climate change. It's like they decided the only pollutant in the world is carbon dioxide. Oh, there, I just polluted. I just polluted. There's another way I could pollute, but I'm not going to do it on the radio. <laughs> I'm going to do it on the... Per- and, and then on top of all of that, on top of all of the weather and all the other stuff that's going on in the world, we have a 70-year-old Defense Department uh, secretary who, uh, who is, uh, uh, was lying in a hospital bed for four days in ICU, not telling the president as we are entering a massive conflict in the Middle East caused by the feckless, weak leadership of a, an 81-year-old man with advanced, advanced dementia. How does that make you feel about security? Does that make you feel good about the security of the United States and the world, knowing that Lloyd Austin is uh, peeing in a bedpan and, uh, and uh, directing our forces from a laptop computer while Joe Biden puts a lid on his day yesterday at 6 p.m. Eastern, even though we began uh, striking back at the Houthis. It's the Houthis is what they are. They're the Houthis. Donald Trump had called the Houthis a terrorist organization, and Joe Biden took office and took the terror designation away from the Houthis, allowing them to arm themselves fully. And now we've got uh, sorties going after the Houthis after the Houthis uh, launched about 135 attacks on our troops. Yeah, it took 135. I think they were thinking about it, about 95. Maybe we should do something. Then 100 came around. I don't know. You know, maybe, honestly. How about 125? No, no, let's wait till it's 135. 
Donald Trump posted on truth. So let me get this straight. We're dropping bombs all over the Middle East, again, where I defeated ISIS. And our Secretary of Defense, who just went for, for five days, is running the war from his laptop at a hospital room. Remember, this is the same gang that surrendered in Afghanistan. There was uh, no one held accountable or fired. It was the most embarrassing moment in the history of the United States. Now we have wars in Ukraine, Israel, and Yemen, but no war on our southern border. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Crooked Joe Biden is the worst president in the history of the United States. States, I concur. I concur. Iran seized an oil tanker heading for Turkey. As armed men stormed the boat, the second time the region has targeted the vessel, the same vessel. Iran has seized an oil tanker headed for Turkey, retaliation for the theft of its oil from the same vessel last year by the United States. Armed men stormed the Greek-owned Marshall Islands flagged St. Nicholas off Oman Thursday, changed course uh, toward Bandar-e-Jask in Iran, according to the British Navy. This is what happened when you have uh, feckless, limp-wristed morons in charge of our defense. And I know that there are a lot of people in the audience who, uh, who were uh, uh, veterans of uh, a number of foreign wars, including uh, the one in Afghanistan and Iraq and, uh, uh, you know, millennials and, and, uh, and, and my, my generation, Gen X, and you boomers and all of that, and you're sitting here and you're going, what the hell? And then you've got the Democrat. The Democrat Party is evil. All right, the Democrat Party, and I, I said years ago they're intellectually and moral, morally bankrupt, but now we know that the Democrat Party is a Marxist Maoist movement. They've surrendered to it. Guys, you know it as well as I do. You, uh, you people of color, you women who've always said, I'm going to vote Democrat kids or Republicans, they want to take my abortion away, and the Republicans are racist. And now you realize they could give a crap less about either one of you. Or anybody in flyover country, it is unbelievable. Fellow progressive Democrats, they took progressive, the word progressive, it doesn't mean progressive, they're not, they're Marxist. Democrats expressed anger with uh, President Joe Biden over his authorization of airstrikes against Iran-backed Houthi rebels in Yemen without congressional approval. Meanwhile, Barack Obama bombed more targets in the history uh, than, than anyone in the history of our country without congressional authorization. Biden on Thursday said U.S. and British forces launched airstrikes in defensive action after attacks on shipping in the Red Sea. And did you notice last night in New York City, all of a sudden, there were massive banners and massive protests saying stop the bombing of the Houthis or stop bombing Yemen. So again, I will tell you, if you don't, uh, if you don't understand that all of this... All of this, uh, these protests, all of this anti-Israel stuff, all of this pro-Palestine stuff, and now, literally, before, just as the bombs start dropping, they have a big protest in New York City saying, stop the bombing in Yemen. Really? Really? Uh, Pramila Jayapal, who said that uh, Donald Trump uh, uh, had an erection or something, he said that in... (laughs) Two days ago in Congress, the head of the Congressional Progressive Caucus, this is an unacceptable violation of the Constitution, is what she said. Uh, The president's strikes in Yemen are unconstitutional, according to Representative Ro Khanna from California. For over a month, he consulted an international coalition to plan them but never came to Congress to seek authorization, blah, 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 blah. Remember what I told you about how we need to stay focused as the founders? Because a lot of things are going to distract us. While we're being undermined in this country, 
This is from National Report this morning on Newsmax. And uh, believe it or not, right now we have a heightened uh, possibility of a terrorist attack in our country. In a new assessment, four intelligence officials speaking anonymously warn of a Hezbollah attack on U.S. soil. Border Patrol reports, like Jason was just saying, though, over six million people have crossed into the U.S. illegally. Some people say it's much more since Joe Biden became president. And those intelligence experts say Hezbollah, and I quote, could draw on the capability that they have to put people in places to do something. That new assessment reported in Politico says Hezbollah Politico. has more capability and an international network of operatives in comparison to, say, ISIS or al Isn't this amazing, guys? I remember 22 years ago when uh, we were hit by a surprise attack and it killed 3,000. Of course, uh, right now, the uh, uh, contempt hearing for Hunter Biden, Percy Biden, is happening on Capitol Hill. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, it sounds like um, they're going to something's going to happen. Something big is going to happen. I got to uh, restart something on my computer. We've had all sorts of technical issues today. I'm not sure what the problem is. Uh, if there was a little drop off at the beginning of that break, I do apologize because um, uh, we had some connectivity issues. And I think probably a lot of that has to do with the wild weather we are experiencing right now uh, you know, around the country. So uh, we will we will do our level best to get all of that. I'm going to restart the computer as we speak here and uh, and get it started again. So it could be happening. I'm like, hell, it could be the FBI for all I know. I have no idea because I know that uh, we're on the radar. I'll just tell you, we're on the uh, the radar. Uh, this show is on the radar. I know it's a, it's kind of a fledgling show. We've been only been around a couple years. But the other day, I was. Uh, I did you know that I was blocked by uh, by Joe Biden and uh, and Jill Biden on Twitter? This is kind of a big deal. So clearly, they know. I guess because I didn't initiate anything. I didn't tag them with anything. It just out of nowhere, all of a sudden, Joe and Jill Biden. They've decided they don't want to. They don't want to be my friends anymore. They're really upset because I mean, oh, there's my computer restarting. Uh, <laughs> There's that. Um, a lot of things are happening as the uh, as the people are beginning to, and, and I mean, everybody's waking up to how bad this government is. Everybody is waking up to uh, how the United States government, uh, how the people around Washington, D.C. live high on the hog while the rest of us uh, suffer. And it, we're not fooling anybody anymore, and people are mad about it. People are mad because not only uh, as they're suffering, as they're screaming out, why is this happening, why are you doing this, uh, it's falling on deaf ears. And then we're also seeing the fact that our federal government is spending us into oblivion, completely wrecking our economy. And, and, and we realize that none of the money for all of this stuff is, is going to us, all right? None of, it's, none of it's coming to us. We saw their, their tone deafness of East Palestine. We saw the tone deafness of Maui. And then we see, you know, uh, you, no, no aid for Israel. They should already have the $16 billion we wanted to send them. Uh, and, and then they want to send more money to Ukraine, right? And then they want to put contingencies on everything unless you give us that money. So the people understand they're they're under they're they're irritated they're agitated and they're sick and damn tired. There you go. Uh, let's see. Let's look at some polling here. 
uh, in New Hampshire. New Hampshire, the uh, the big primary is coming up here, and it looks like, and I, I can't explain why this is, it just appears that it is happening, that uh, Ron DeSantis has slipped into fifth place in New Hampshire. Well, that's not good because I think there are only five people on the ballot in New Hampshire. Uh, you know, I, I could be wrong, but uh, he's at 5% behind Donald Trump, who's at 39%. Nikki Haley's at 32 so she's within seven in New Hampshire. Um, she's behind 56 in Nevada. Chris Christie is at 12, which is uh, about one-fourth of his body fat content. Vivek Ramaswamy is at eight. And uh, there you go. So uh, that's the newest thing. The, memo, the uh, polling memo describes DeSantis' support as plummeted, given that he was at 40% earlier this year and has lost 90% of his previous backing. I don't know why this is. I have a feeling why it is. Um, you know, I, I don't mind Ron DeSantis. I think he's a pretty good governor. But uh, as far as being a, a president, not yet. Not yet. I, I originally, when there was DeSantis momentum at the beginning, I said, well, since Donald Trump got you elected in Florida, why don't you think about being VP, go to Trump University for four years, and then in four years, uh, you know, ascend the uh, presidency, not the throne, because the, the the presidency is not a uh, is not a uh, a kingship. But of course, he didn't. He decided he'd go ahead and run, and Nikki Haley decided to run, even though she said she wasn't going to run. And and here's we here we are, here we are. All right, so uh, a little bit more on this. Also, we'll get into um, uh, Fonnie Willis, and she's at hot agua, and this could topple all of these indictments against Donald Trump. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson. You know, everybody knows the next medical crisis just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's where the wellness company comes in. The Wellness Company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust, and their new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z From anthrax to tick bites to COVID, even a bioweapon like a plague, the Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics on hand to make sure you and your family are safe from whatever the globalists throw at us next. Go to www.twc.health slash Carson. Again, twc.health slash Carson today and order. That's twchealth slash Carson and use the promo code Carson to save 10%. Thank you. That's all I need to know. Hello, everybody. Okay, here's the deal. Uh, Just was off the air for a few minutes because we have um, presumably weather. That is bothering uh, the signal right now. So I apologize profusely. And, you know, it's actually quite uh, disappointing because, yeah, I got this great show lined up and everything. I'm ready to just come in here and kick butt and take names. And uh, maybe God doesn't want me to be on the air. I don't know. <laughs> maybe that's part of it. But uh, but we are back on. We are back on, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, so we will continue with the radio program as, uh, as uh, expected without the last 20 minutes or so. Anyway, we did start off with Hezbollah. We did start off with the Democrats party and i did uh, if i'm not mistaken i wrapped up and you may not have heard it uh, that the only people who are going to save our country is us 
Okay, the only the only people who are going to save our country right now, the trajectory that the country is on right now, is us. Now there are people in the country who who want who in the in the government I should say who want us to succeed. There are uh, military members who don't want us to go down in flames, and, and so I would ask those people to disregard the idiots in charge of uh, of this country right now. All right, because we know for a fact that. The entirety of the federal government right now is completely and utterly corrupt. You, you don't believe me? Look at the FBI and the DHS. Okay? Look at the DOJ targeting American citizens, going after January the 6th protesters after luring in them into the building. And by the way, this is now without doubt. So the only people who are going to save us from this nonsense aren't going to be the people who have allowed the southern border to be open freely, the same people who defunded the police, the same people who, who lied about Russian disinformation, or I should say Russian collusion with Donald Trump, the same people who covered up Hunter and Joe Biden's absolute criminality. All of those people cannot be depended on to save our country because clearly they are working against you and me. Yeah, that's about it. And normally, I don't play a Bill, uh, Bill O'Reilly audio. You know, Bill O'Reilly's okay. I, you know, I, he's, to me, he's, you know, whatever. Anyway, I don't play a lot of Bill O'Reilly audio. I, I was never a huge fan of his stuff. But, but I, you know, I appreciate the, what he's been able to do. I mean, he's a how many times uh, multiple uh, uh, best-selling author, uh, an extreme success as a, as a national pundit. And this is what he had to say about our country last night. These other progressive things, we got to stop this now. If I, I'm telling you. I don't have any progressive friends anymore. They're gone because I can't stomach them. Criminals running wild murdering people because progressive DAs funded by George Soros don't want to punish the violent criminals. That's what you're giving me. You support that. Get out of my house. Out. I'm very fortunate because all of my friends who were, uh, uh, when, when I came out as a conservative talk show host uh, and then a, a Trump supporter, they all cut off communication with me, okay? They don't want to be my friend anymore. So, uh, you know, I didn't have to worry about that. It was kind of nice. Thanks for making it so easy for me. I've had it. Biden is not going to get any better. And the Democratic Party has to get destroyed next November. Oh, yeah. I don't care whether you like Trump or not. Trump governed this nation in a responsible way where everybody prospered. And if you don't believe that, you're a moron. Every single thing, every single indicator was on positive territory. All the working people, no matter what color they were, were making more money and there were more jobs. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have inflation. We didn't have supply problems. We didn't have any of it. Now we got all of it. In addition to an open border. In addition to an open border, yeah. Remember remember when uh, this happened last year? Listen to this. We're fed up with the Green New Deal and the socialists who created it. We're fed up with the attacks on our fossil fuel and energy industries. We're fed up with an open border. We're fed up with human trafficking. We're fed up with fentanyl flooding our country. And we're fed up with illegal immigration. Theory. We're fed up with boys competing in girls' sports. We're fed up with... That's Harriet Hageman two years ago. Absolutely. We're fed up with the liberal media, Twitter, Facebook, Google, and YouTube for blocking conservative speech. You know what? Things have only gotten worse, right? 
Things have only gotten worse. And like I said, the only people who are going to save us is us. Is us. We have to stay as focused as the founders. And I'm going to do my level best every day to be uh, the very positive here, uh, to, uh, to inspire you, hopefully inform you as well, and make you laugh. These are important right now. Because right now, things are um, not as they should be. And if you love America, and you believe in America, and you never kneeled for the national anthem, and you never said America was racist and all of this, and you never said that people, uh, people of color don't have a chance because of institutional racism, it's time for all of us to come together. 74% of Americans, and I would assume that number is growing, feel the country is going in the wrong direction. 74% of us, presumably more, know that we have to come together to save her. Absolutely, 1,000 million billion percent. There you go. All right. Oh, 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 this is, uh, this is um, uh, some interesting thing. Trump's town hall doubled CNN's Republican d- uh, debate in ratings. I, I mean, that's not a big surprise. Uh, Donald Trump's town hall on Fox uh, News Channel uh, received nearly double the viewership of CNN's Republican primary debate featuring uh, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. You'll recall that Hunter, or no, uh, uh, Tucker Carlson did an interview with Donald Trump, and it got 200 million views. 200 million views. And the mainstream media says, well, you know, that, that doesn't mean they actually watch it. They might have clicked on it. Okay, shut up. Anyway, <laughs> double the viewership. Last night's Donald Trump town hall on Fox had nearly the viewership of the fifth Republican primary debate on CNN, estimated five, or I should say, than the uh, fifth Republican debate, uh, 5.7 million to 2.9 million. The town hall was the most watched presidential primary TV uh, event we've tracked since uh, November the 8th. The first GOP debate, which took place on August 23rd, kicking off with a bang, 14 million viewers, which was down substantially without Donald Trump there. It only declined as the debates rolled on, descending to 9.9 million and 9.2 million, respectively. There you go. Does that come as a big surprise? Here's a little bit more polling. Let's do a poll dance, shall we? Come on. Here we go. Uh, can I hear pour some sugar on me? That's my favorite walk-on song. Uh, <clears throat> Former President Donald Trump continues to dominate in Iowa ahead of the highly anticipated Iowa caucus. I don't say Hawkeye Cockeye because I'm from Iowa, and even I think that sounds stupid. Uh, the latest data from Suffolk University shows the uh, Trump leads the GOP primary with 54% likely Iowa caucusers. Uh, Nikki Haley is really right there with him. 20 points behind at 34 points. But you know what? Chris Christie knows that she is going to turn this around and really start winning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, she spent 68 million so far. Just on TV. Spent 68 million so far. 59 million by DeSantis. And we spent 12. I mean, who's punching above their weight and who's getting a return on their investment, you know? And she's going to get smoked. What? And you and I both know it. She's not up to this. What? She's still 20 points behind Trump in New Hampshire, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's, gonna, he's still going to carry out, right? Yes. Oh, he's, I, t- you know, I talked to De- DeSantis called me, petrified so that I would. He's probably getting out after Iowa. Wow, this is interesting, isn't it? And, and, uh, people understand they're worried uh, about the country, and they know that, let's just face it, both parties, <laughs> both parties are lying to you, are playing with you. I mean, right now, we've got a a new budget coming up here. We've had this idiotic kick-the-can-down-the-road CR nonsense, funding crap, driving us into ungodly debt. 
We have a new speaker of the house who's playing, uh, you know, who's playing uh, footsie with uh, some really wicked individuals, and I do mean that, 1,000%. 1,000%, I believe that the leaders of the Democrat Party are wicked people who don't care about the country. Nikki Haley loses to uh, Joe Biden while President Trump crushes the sitting president. In new polls here, Trump would defeat Hunter's dad by a margin of 49 to 41 nationally. This is according to Rasmussen. Eight points. Uh, she would lose to Biden by two. <laughs> Black support, Trump 37%, DeSantis 29%, Haley 19%. Well, you know, black GOP voters. And those numbers are growing because the Democrat Party's evil. Women support, 49% Trump, 37% DeSantis, Haley 30%. Young voters, Gen Z, Trump 38, DeSantis 30, Haley 22. There you go. There you go. And yet they're continuing to... Uh, Tear our country apart. The, listen, listen to this. Listen to this. U.S. national debt soars by 50% in December as the fiscal collapse under Biden accelerates. The U.S. collected $429 billion through various taxes. Total outlays $559, a deficit of $129 billion. December is one of those months where the U.S. deficit is relatively tame or used to be. Tax receipts, $429 billion in December, were down 5.6% from December 22 and down 11% from December 21. Oh, that's weird. You raise taxes and look at the, the receipts go down. But if you lower taxes, they go up. I think Ronald Reagan talked about that. Yeah, this is now the ninth consecutive decline in tax receipts, something that historically has only taken place when the U.S. was in recession. What? Really? I think we had two quarters of negative growth last year, and all of a sudden the media said that's not the uh, gauge of uh, that is not the gauge of uh, of a recession anymore. There's a new definition of a, a recession. Wow. In December, the U.S. spent 559 billion, up 3.5 percent from a year ago. Even more, 508 billion from 2021. Year-to-date budget deficit three months into fiscal year 2024 is already. $509 billion. And we got people in Washington who could give a flying bleep about it. This is MTG, Marjorie Taylor Greene. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think we need to put a woman in charge of the Speaker of the House. Because uh, right now, the only people in Congress with balls are the people who weren't born with them. Here is Marjorie Taylor Greene talking about the government shutdown, which I could give a crap about, by the way. Regular Americans could care less about a shutdown because they view the Capitol, they view this town as the exact uh, complete cause of all of their woes. They, this government has put them in $34 trillion in debt. This government has ripped our border wide open. We have a daily invasion that is not going to stop with a, with a deal about $60 billion for Ukraine. That is an absolute lie. This town is, has caused all the problems yeah, for the American yeah. people. They don't care if it shuts down. I don't care if it shuts down. Screw it. I don't care. Really, really don't. Not one little bit. A little bit more from MTG. What we should be doing is we should be going to a limited functioning. We are, this is a corporation on the verge of bankruptcy. Did you realize that most government buildings are sending empty uh, at the IRS, like 10% capacity, people sitting at home? 
all of this. We need a massive downsizing. See, I'm a successful business owner, Steve. When you get into trouble like this, when you are bleeding money, when you are losing your value in your customers' eyes, when your customers are ready to just say, screw you, yeah. I want nothing to do with you anymore, and that is where we are yeah. right now in yeah. U.S. history, you shrink down to a limited level. We can keep our air traffic controllers going. We can keep our border patrol going. We can keep very limited parts of the okay. government going. But let me tell you something. Yeah. We don't have to fund all of this this garbage. Okay. Yeah, we don't. We don't. Uh, Andy, here she is talking about uh, possibly... Uh, kicking Mike Johnson's ass right out of there. But the biggest red flag for me, Steve, right now that has me livid I mean is booty. this deal with Ukraine. Mm. This is a losing war. It is a losing issue. The American people do not support it. Our border security is not a negotiating tool for the Ukraine war that the Pentagon loves and Joe Biden loves and the Democrats love and that these rhino neocon Republicans and Nikki Haley is frothing at the mouth over because her donors support it. This is is what I call giving them a little what fur. No, 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 no. Mike Johnson should not be going in there with Chuck Schumer and saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to make this deal where 5,000 illegal aliens, not migrants, cross the border every damn day so you can get $60 billion over to Zelensky, the most corrupt president in the world right now, because Ukraine is not the 51st state. Every day Mike Johnson gets closer and closer to this deal, brings me closer and closer to vacating the chair because I have absolutely had it. Yeah, and so have the rest of us. And here's what her constituents are saying. These are people that have tremendous faith in God. Many, most of them Christians. These are people that have worked all their lives. Us and God are going to save the country. Lives in whatever capacity their job is. These are people suffering under Biden's inflation. These are these are people, veterans that fought in you know the Vietnam War, maybe the Korean War, some of them World War II still. These people, their hearts are bleeding yes. over our government serving every other country in the world, but the American people last. These are people who have watched their jobs flee overseas for decades now. And they don't want to see our Republican Speaker of the House going in there, buddy-buddy with Chuck Schumer, helping Joe Biden pass his agenda faster, faster than Nancy Pelosi did. And that is literally what is happening. Yeah, you and me. And uh, the Minutemen of 2023 will be both genders, and they will be every color and creed and religion. Those who love America. Let's take a break and come back, guys. This is The Rob Carson Show. There's a reason why this song was a massive phenomena last year. My soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me. Aren't you about tired of this nonsense? Oh, it is. Living in the new world. With an old soul. These rich men know the rich men. Lord knows it all. Just want to have total control. Want to know 
reason why it was number one. There's a reason why it it made people of all colors cry. I mean, I saw I saw black dudes uh, listening to that song, weeping to it. He's the furthest thing. Appalachia's the furthest thing from the hood, and we all cried because we're done with this nonsense. We've we've had two parties that have enriched themselves beyond our wildest dreams. I remember when I lived in Washington, D.C. I did uh, radio there for nine years and lived there for 12 years. And I knew that, I think it was uh, seven out of the top 20 uh, counties in America, the richest counties in America, surround Washington, D.C. And, and why do they do that? They don't build cars there. They don't manufacture anything there. All they do is take your money and give it to their friends. That's all they do. That's all they do is they parse out your money. They are they are board members on a now $7 trillion well, $6.5 trillion company. And listen to this. The ultra-rich now own a record share of stocks. The wealthiest 10% of Americans, like Nancy Pelosi, hold 93% of U.S. stock market wealth. 93% held by the richest 10%. While Americans on the whole have been investing in the stock market at a higher rate, the amount of wealth still held skewed towards the richest households. And they all, by the way, and they all are uh, working together. And you and I are on the outside looking in. And you are the one who has to, you know, I, I've been there, guys. I've been there. I literally, when I was unemployed, I called my wife. I said, honey, can I fill the tank, the car with gas, or should I just put 20 bucks in until payday? I remember when we finally were able to make things. I, I called her. I said, you know, man, I'd, I'd love to have a salmon for dinner. She said, honey, we can afford salmon now. <laughs> you know? so, so that's what... I, I get it. And then, and then, and, and while all of this is going on, they're still mentally, I won't say it, they're still dithering over a bloody budget, okay? And, and it's just about a, ma- a, man, a matter of how much they want to increase their budget while you've been cutting for years. You've been cutting for years and scraping by for years. It is time to change this. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. All right, so coming up, Trump's closing arguments in his uh, New York City trial and some fireworks there. The Biden White House is knee-deep in election interference. You won't believe it. Fonnie Willis in hot water, and I'm not talking in a hot tub with her boyfriend, and Johns Hopkins does a DEI faceplant. Stick around.